Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life Life Authentic with Christy and Beth. (laughs) I don't know why we just did that. I have no idea. (laughs) Sometimes there is no explanation for how we act or what we do. Oh my gosh. It is our, our, our authentic selves, though. Yes. You're always going to get that. It definitely is. It definitely <laughs> Good, is. Good, bad, or ugly. I know. Uh, I just had to laugh because I just helped you and Steve pick out countertops and make a decision. Yes. In your basement. It's not really a remodel. I guess it's a basement finishing because yeah. you're not remodeling yeah. it. You're actually like, finishing yeah. it out. And I just had to. I just... I always have like abused when I see just how people interact sometimes and, and like, <laughs> like couples, like little, you know, I, 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 know, I just, yeah, their, I just think yeah. it's, I think it's so funny because I was just kind of involved in y'all's own little personal picking out stuff. Well, and if you ever want to be entertained, if you're around us for just a little while and how we act, then I guess that's you, what you I mean. Like it was, it was entertaining. <laughs> it was entertaining because Steve would be like, what do you think? What do you think? What? Let me get your opinion. This is what I like. This is this is what we're gonna get. And then you would be like, "Oh, do you want my opinion?" And then like yeah. then y'all just compromised and you worked yeah. your way through it. But it was like it was almost like just second nature to y'all. But <laughs> but observing it, yeah, was was very funny. Yeah, um, he's very frustrating sometimes. <laughs> But I've just learned how he is and he knows how I am. And so at the end of the day, we usually are able to compromise and come to an agreement. But sometimes we we have to go a few rounds beforehand. I mean, doesn't everybody? If 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 somebody observed Nevada and me, they would be like, what? You just Uh, kind of learn your way around around things. Yeah. Learn how to deal with each other. Because everybody has a different way of, of looking at things and deciding on things mm-hmm. and just just how they function you know and i think that that's what makes you happy and successful as a person in life though is when you learn how to deal with different personalities mm-hmm. and different uh ways of doing things when you learn how to to deal with that and not let it um be a stumbling block i guess yeah you know well and just letting somebody be themselves too right you know y'all both were just you were you were back and forth, but you ultimately you ultimately agreed on the same thing. Yeah, and picked some really nice stuff. But I definitely got what I wanted, so that yeah, was the most important that's part true. of it. As long as <laughs> as long as we end up right at the end of the day, exactly. then that's all that matters. But yeah, and you 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 know if you let somebody be themselves, I mean there are exceptions of something's very damaging. You know, right? Just say, that's just them, but. You sometimes just learn. I mean, like with Nevada, I just have learned sometimes he just needs a minute. Like he's that person that yeah. he just needs a minute. And I don't really even have to think about it. I almost, he, he I was going to say, I hope you don't hear this, but he won't. But <laughs> he doesn't listen to our podcast. What am I kidding? Um, but, but it's like, I don't even worry about it because it's predictable. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I, what I was going to say is he would hate me saying that. Like, I, you know, oh, I know you, you're predictable. Yeah. But in certain situations, I'm like, okay, three, two, one. You know, but what when I mean? you're married to somebody, you get to know mm-hmm. how they really are. You see mm-hmm. all the sides of them and you learn their little quirks. Steve, for instance, sometimes he has to kind of argue even with himself until he before he decides on something. Yeah. Like he'll almost argue back and forth with himself. So he's he can be a little bit confrontational sometimes because he'll argue about something 
but then he'll that helps him work it out then it helps him yeah it helps him work it out and decide whatever the decision is or whatever's the best move or you know whether it's right or wrong or whatever so it's just some some people are are thinkers before they ever even say anything and some people that's how they think it through is they they talk it through you know and i think he's one of those people that kind of yeah he might even like argue with himself a little bit he says it out loud and that's kind of his thinking process yeah and i'm more of the thinker like Mm -hmm. i will sit there and think about something before i even say a word Mm -hmm. you know i'll think about it before and kind of process it internally before i even vocalize and he's the exact opposite of that so yeah it's fun we have we have a fun interesting life (laughs) yeah i mean i think that i think that having that those differences and stuff i mean it keeps things interesting yeah it does i wouldn't want somebody exactly like me no i don't think i could live with somebody that was exactly like me nevada would definitely kill somebody that was exactly (laughs) like him and so, yeah, I think that it, it balances itself out. It does. Keeps it keeps it interesting. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy today. Are you happy? I'm very happy. So happiness is not always something I feel like that just happens. You right. have to work at it, right? Yeah. And I know that you and I work, work at it a lot, you know, mm-hmm. just like we were just talking about with your companion and stuff, you have to work at it. Yeah. And I think sometimes when it's things like happiness, like just be happy and just like, a, there's, there's a lot of work sometimes that goes into being happy. Well, you know, it sounds very cliche to say happiness is a choice, but when it all boils down to it, it really is a choice. It's not like you can just flip a switch and say, okay, I'm going to be happy now. But to make that choice, you have to make other decisions mm-hmm. that go along with it that support whatever it is in your life that you need to be happy. Like you just said, um, you know, you have to compromise. You have to you have to kind of do the work mm-hmm. to be happy. Yeah. It's not a magic button, but it is a choice ultimately. Yeah, I like that because you do have to, even though you can't just say, I'm going to be happy. You, you, you do say that to some extent. Because you say, I'm going to be happy and I'm going to put the work in that it takes to be happy. It's easy to be unhappy and then question why you're unhappy. But a lot of times if you look, it's because you haven't taken the steps to be happy. Right. You haven't done those things and you haven't really intentionally said, I'm striving towards happiness. Well, and the things that are in within your control... Like you can't if you're if you're not doing something that could help you be a happier person, then you can't blame whatever that circumstance is if it's something that you can control. True. Now, obviously, some things are out of our control and we can't fix them and we can't control them. But the things that we do control mm-hmm. and that we can change, I mean, it's our responsibility to do that to make our life better. And if we just complain about it and don't change whatever it is that we can then it's really our own fault if we're not happy it's true it's that way with so many things you know like um you know everybody i think to some extent has had something to happen in their lives that that was hard to get over right or hard to work through but eventually it's your fault if you're not getting through that because you can you if you don't do the work to get past that you just complain about it or use it as a crutch then that really turns into something different, which is like you you don't want to get better. And it's the same way with happiness. Like, do you, do you not want to be happy? Because, you right. know, sometimes you see, but like, oh, they're complaining because they're not happy. But 
they're not taking responsibility for you i mean being unhappy yeah what you just said that word responsibility Mm -hmm. to me that's the key and you know a lot of people have gone like through childhood trauma yeah or they've been through things in their life that put them in a place where they feel like they can't be happy Mm -hmm. and i understand there's a grieving process and there there you need time and you have to deal with those things but ultimately it's your still your responsibility as you grow to be an adult and you grow past the things that hurt you and that made you the way that you are where you're not happy it's still ultimately your responsibility to go to therapy or to do whatever it is to deal with those things and to take responsibility because you're you're really the only one that can change and move past that. Well, it's your choice, like you just said, and and it's different. Like a child, I know a child can't make their own choices, but when we become adults, we do have we do have that choice, mm-hmm. and you can choose that or you can just make a bunch of excuses. Like, have you ever heard? I'm just different. Like, I don't think the same way other people do, or I don't. And, you know, you might be different, but do you know how many people in the history of the world have been different and still successful and have gotten through trauma and have been happy? Yeah. Like, again, that's just a, oh, like, you're a little more special than everybody else, so that's okay for you. Like, you, again, have to take responsibility, make that choice. Right. And be accountable for your own actions in in those areas. Yeah. So it just reminds me, I was talking to somebody one time. This this has been several years ago. And they were complaining about a situation. And they were blaming the situation for the reason that they were how they were. Oh, yeah. And the the actions that Mm -hmm. they were um, doing or whatever. How they were acting. How they felt. You know, and I had heard this same thing over so many times. And you know me, I'm I'm a pretty understanding person. Mm-hmm. I will listen. I will try to be understanding. Um, you know, I will I will be there for you and try to help you work through a situation. But this particular instance, I had heard the same thing over and over and over and over for years and years and years. And finally, I just kind of flipped. Yeah. I, I wasn't rude, but I was very direct. And I said, look. I don't want to hear this from you ever again. I said, either make a choice, move on from this situation, mm-hmm. and don't bring it up again. Like, you're you're choosing to stay in this situation at this point. So either make a decision to, to get away from the situation or either accept it and don't bring it up again. Like, it's really simple. You're just, it's kind of like... Um, it's kind of like if you fall into a, a, a muddy pit mm-hmm. and you just keep, you know where the pit is, yeah. <laughs> but you just keep going back to it and, and mm-hmm. get getting down and in and crying. And just co- in co- yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like at some point you have to get out of the pit and walk away from it, mm-hmm. you know, or cover it up. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. <laughs> you know, so, um, it, you know, it's like that a lot of times in life. And I think it's because a lot of us are just that we're un, we're unhealed. Like we're still hurting on the inside Mm -hmm. and we haven't dealt with something that something that's happened to us at some point in our life or something that was still going on in our mind and our heart. We haven't taken the time to deal with that. Mm -hmm. So it just keeps resurfacing and resurfacing, resurfacing. And what does that do? It, It takes your happiness away. It steals your joy. It does. And, you know, 
I think that someone who hasn't come to the understanding that other people aren't responsible for your happiness. Now, yes, can other people damage you? Like you spoke about childhood trauma. Of course, those things steal your joy and steal sure. your happiness. But you ultimately have to be responsible for your own happiness. And if someone has hurt you and, and they're making you unhappy, it's still your responsibility to get away from that person. Right. Like you said, if, if, that, if, if that other person was the cause of that, mm-hmm. then... You're an adult. You got to get away from them. If you're going to choose to be with them, then then that's that's your choice, too. But like you said, well, then move on and make the choice to well, go be happy anyway. And obviously there are, there are always extenuating circumstances in some cases. Of course. So there are some people that are like maybe trapped in a really abusive relationship and they're not sure how to get out or they're not. You know, there are always things. But, you know, I find a lot of times in this particular instance, it was not a case of that. No, it was right. just this person kept choosing to revisit this and use it as a but crutch. A crutch. Excuse. Yes, I was just yeah. about to say a crutch because then if they take responsibility that that's not the reason they're unhappy, that means they have to change. Exactly. And that's a person that doesn't want to change. Right. And so it, just like with everything, you have to want it. You have <laughs> yes. to identify it. You have to be intentional about yes. it and say, you're not going to be happy if you continuously blame someone else for your unhappiness. And that is... That is sometimes hard because I think we want to, I think we want to not blame ourselves of sometimes course. Yeah. <laughs> and take responsibility, but it's necessary in order to, to move forward. Well, because like you said, when you take responsibility, you have to be the change. You have to put the work but in. But you have to work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You have to do the work to make your life better. When you take responsibility, you have then taken the power away from whatever it was that you were blaming it on. Like, that's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just me. Mm-hmm. I've got to figure this out. I've got to take responsibility for this. Yeah. So, yeah, it puts the weight back on you. But it also gives you the control. Then you can change it and you can move on and you can be happy and you can experience joy and happiness and you know a a really fulfilling life at that point yeah so yeah take responsibility for it I I mean and and you know I feel like a broken record when I say this but it's so true and I remind myself of it all the time you know as soon as you take responsibility for something you you take that power away from whatever and and you have the power you take the control back yeah you mm-hmm. take the control and when you think of it that way it's really it very empowering because then you're the captain of your own ship mm-hmm. then like you you call the shots for your happiness for your life for the direction of your life you know you're the one in charge at that point mm-hmm. so it's not a bad thing it's really a very empowering thing to help you really take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and take your life in the direction that you really want to go. Yeah, you know, I had to face that head on when I went through my divorce because there were a lot of things out of my control mm-hmm. and a lot of the things about this person that that I had no control over and that, that technically weren't my fault, wasn't my fault. But at the end of the day, I had to realize that I married that person, that I made choices, that I put myself in that situation to start with. And yes, there were, there's a bunch of stuff along the way, but that's how I, like, speaking of taking the power back, you know, that's how I took responsibility for something that was kind of out of control 
and just said, yeah, but I made those choices. So now I'm going to make different choices. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make different choices. I'm not going to make those same mistakes again because it gave me my power back and made me feel less defeated. Well, and I I know when you were going through that, I, I was, you know, we talked quite a bit sure, and yeah. um, I loved the change that I saw in you when you took that power back and you took control of your life because you just like took off and soared from that point because you were in a really dark place before mm-hmm. in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And it was very hard for you what you had to go through because that person made it very difficult on you mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways that I don't <laughs> like to think about because it brings up some really bad feelings in me. But um, yeah, I saw you go from a really dark place to just kind of soar and take off. And uh, you just built a whole new life for yourself and just flourished and became like yourself again, but even a better version of yourself. Well, and I think when you come from a very toxic place, yeah, whether it's with yourself and your mind and a relationship, that's where you have to start is you have to where you are so unhappy. Like, I don't think I could have found my happiness and got to that point you're talking about if I hadn't taken like responsibility for my part in it, because Mm -hmm. I mean, what would blaming them do? And complaining about everything that happened that was out of my control, that would not have helped me find happiness. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, you just and it's hard because sometimes, you know, you you things are other people's fault, but (laughs) you can always find the place to take responsibility, big or small a lot of times. And that's a really, really good place to start. Yeah. And that that is mainly that mainly comes from identifying the things that you can control. True. Because we can't true. control other people's actions, mm-hmm. right? We can't control mm-hmm. how they feel or how they act or what they mm-hmm. do. So learning to identify the things that we actually can control and take responsibility for. Um, you know, I can't really take responsibility for somebody else's actions, mm-hmm. but I can take responsibility for my part in whatever it was that maybe helped contribute to their actions right. or right. me staying in that situation. You know, I, I can I can take responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, learning to identify the things that you can control, I think, really helps you in yeah. those situations. It definitely does. I mean, there's a lot of other stuff. We're getting really deep right out of the <laughs> gate. I mean, yeah. like there, we just we just went like we trailed off on that for a while. But there's other lighter hearted things just to contribute to a, a happier life that are just simple things like just smiling. Oh, yeah. And that sounds so simple, but it is. I mean, it really is. But have you ever noticed, like, if you're out and about, you know, a lot of times you'll be out and it's like people don't even want to make eye contact. But if you, like, make the conscious effort to give somebody a real genuine smile, Mm -hmm. like, you feel that energy. Mm -hmm. Like, have you ever experienced that? I know you have. And just, yeah, it's simple, but it's... Okay, I'm going to say this, though. Okay. I'm going to tell you something simple that makes me very unhappy what and and there's a way to fix this <laughs> clutter oh so yeah. like i can't mm. stand if i've been on a mission lately to like clean out every crevice of my house i still have a long way to go but you know i've tended to in my past be kind of a pack rat Mm-hmm. And like keep all this stuff like it was sentimental or I was going to, you know, do this project or mm-hmm. or whatever. And I realized somewhere along the way that that was 
cluttering up my mind and it was making me very unhappy because I was holding on to all this stuff that I didn't need and it was like cluttering my life yeah and so now the older I get like I just want to declutter and I think that's such a good way for people I don't think people realize a lot of times how that affects us yeah and so that's a that's another way that you know it's not necessarily always simple because especially if you do have a lot of clutter it takes some work to clear that out but it's a way to it really, when you when you face that and kind of get rid of the things that you don't need, it makes you so much happier. Yeah, it's almost like working in a messy workspace. Just something as simple as that, you know, just your little space, just to declutter that space. Is say you don't want to take on your whole house like you've been doing, but just to declutter the space that you're going to sit down and do your work at or mm-hmm. that you're spending time with your family at. I always feel like, I really feel like that, there's clutter inside my head when things around me are cluttery. Mm-hmm. It, it's like I can't think as clearly. And I, you know, I like things pretty organized. So I feel like I can't even organize my thoughts until what's around me is organized. Yeah. And I always like to start there like, okay, let's let's make a plan to organize. Let's get organized yeah. and then we can take the next step. Because I'm I'm like you. I just I don't like the clutter Mm-mm. and it makes me feel so refreshed and like I can start from a blank slate and think more clearly. Yeah. Yeah, I find myself the older I get leaning more and more to minimalism. And it gets a lot easier for me to get rid of things. We're used mm-hmm. to. I would try to hold on to things. Now I'm getting like, oh, it's fine. I don't. I, I don't. I really can't use go that. as far as minimalism because <laughs> I, I like stuff. I, I said leaning. <laughs> I said leaning toward it. Not. Not. I will never be. A I just clear out the other stuff so but, I can get the uh, the stuff that I like. Um, but so I know the, what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, something else. This is huge for you and me. Like this is just part of our life. What exercise. Oh, yeah. Exercise. It is such a huge component of happiness in your life. That is like a, that's not like just smiling. Like that literally changes the chemistry in your body and how you feel. Yes. Like that gives you that the happy chemicals. And so that is one thing that that my addictive personality loves because (laughs) it's a good addiction. It's something that makes me feel good when yeah. I do it. I mean, aside from, you know, other benefits, obviously mm-hmm. there's health benefits, but it it makes my brain feel better. It literally makes me happier. Oh yeah. Like I'm if I go a while without getting enough exercise, like I feel it. Mm-hmm. Not only just in my body and how I feel, but like mm-hmm. my mind. Yeah. It affects my mind in a really big way, which of course affects my happiness and my mindset and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, exercise. So all of these things too, obviously we were talking about things you can control. All yeah. of these things are in your control. Absolutely. So that's what makes it kind of an easy fix to help you, you know, live a happier life. And if you feel like things are out of control, if you choose the things you can control, then it offsets the things that feel out feels out of control, therefore making you happier. And, you know, those, that's hard sometimes. It's easy to get confused and think you can control something. Yeah. And that steals your happiness because right. you can't control it. And these little, just these little things that you mm-hmm. can control well, makes everything feel yeah you know it balances out yeah the the chaos and all the out of control things well and you know also realizing that you don't have to try to change everything at one time 
Like mm-hmm. don't overwhelm mm-hmm. yourself. Like if you're if your life feels a little bit out of control mm-hmm. and you're not happy and you feel like, oh, I don't know, like a caterpillar, I don't know which leg to move first. Yeah. Like it what what has always helped me is just to like start with one thing. Just start with one thing yeah. and say, Okay, I'm gonna do this. Even if you, you know, I'm just going to do this for a day or I'm going to change this one thing in my life or I'm going to organize this one room or I'm going to write this one thing or I'm going to go for a 10 minute walk or I'm going to call a friend, you know, just taking one thing at a time and not overwhelming yourself um, really helps just kind of lighten your mood and send you in that direction towards happiness. Yeah, I agree. I I think something that goes along with exercise um, that's just good for your body and it makes you feel good is good sleep. Oh, for sure. Good sleep because, oh, yeah. you know, I know we've said this a lot on a lot of in a lot of different areas because it's just so important. It is. And we we sacrifice sleep a lot of times for for other things. We and do. sleep is like exercise. Like if I get good rest, I just feel happier. I can think clear, more clearly. I feel more inspired. You know, it well, it changes everything. Yeah, it's restorative. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it for every part of your body and soul and everything. I think you just need that downtime. Mm-hmm. Well, and also something else that goes along with both of those is just eating healthy. What you mm-hmm. fuel your body with mm-hmm. that makes a huge, huge difference. The amount of sugar you intake. You know, the amount of protein. What you know, whether you're eating a lot of. Um, processed foods or more natural foods Mm -hmm. i mean all of that affects your happiness it affects your mood it affects how you feel and it's all kind of a chain reaction these are like smaller things but overall they have a huge impact on your life they do they just you know those things that we're talking about physically you know a lot of this is like like mental and things that you're you're doing you know, consciously and, and mentally, but yeah. these like sleep and exercise and what you put in your body, like you can be, you, you can be sick if you can get sick if you weren't doing these things. You right. can, you cannot even have the energy to try to go live a happy life because yeah. it's, it's hurting your body, like hurting you physically. Yep. yep. If you avoid or if you overlook those things. Well, you know, and, and, and always, you know, we, we talk about this a lot because it's such an important part of our life, but just gratitude, always remembering gratitude. That's another way that will instantaneously make you happier as a person is just to, again, if you're not happy or things are not going your way or you're having a bad day, just flip the script and look at the things that are good and just say, oh, I'm thankful for this or I'm thankful for that. And just focusing on that for a few minutes will lift your mood and make you happier. I mean, I, I speak very um, from a place of a lot of experience with this because I practice this a lot. And it's this really is almost like magic because it can it can turn your mood around in just a few minutes when you when you really make the conscious effort to practice gratitude. Yeah, gratitude is a go to for me for everything. People probably get tired of hearing us say this because we say this in I'm pretty, pretty sure every episode. <laughs> but that is just a go-to. It's kind of like a one-size-fits-all kind of thing. It it works for everything for me in mm-hmm. my life. If I go to gratitude, it's almost like having looking through a dirty lens and then pulling that off and, you know, putting a, a clean lens on things. Yeah. It just, 
I think our view can get distorted so many times if we're not grateful and gratitude brings all of that back into focus for me that that I'm 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 here look what I have look what I can work towards and yeah that yeah that's it's just a go-to for almost everything for me well you know what's so funny is all of these things go so hand in hand because if you, if you didn't get enough sleep or you didn't eat the right food or you didn't get exercise mm-hmm. or, you know, you, you haven't been in a bad mood, a lot of those things will affect you and will just put you in a bad mood. So oh, they yeah. all kind of like work hand in hand. And the, the more of these things you can you can work on, mm-hmm. like if you can add start with one and just keep adding these different things then they all work together hand in hand and it makes it easier to practice all of these really. Yeah. I I like that because they do, they all go hand in hand. And yeah, if you, if you could just have a little running list and do as many of those things as you can, I truly think, I truly believe you will, you will be happier. I think a lot of times that one of the things that steals our happiness is stress. Yeah. And I know for for me, that's a big, that's a big thing that, that, I can let stress seep in mm-hmm. and I can and it starts to steal my my joy. And I think facing stress and tackling it head on yeah is really good because you can just kind of conquer that and then move forward right because stress can can build over time and really take away your happiness. Well, and kind of steps for me for like trying to de-stress. Mm-hmm. First of all, identifying, okay, what is it that's stressing me right of now? Of course, yeah. Because again, a lot of the things that you're doing just in your everyday life can sometimes stress you without even you even realizing it. But if it's a specific thing, like identify, okay, what is it that's stressing me? Then look at it and say, okay, is there anything I can do about this? Mm-hmm. Is this in my control? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times other people will stress me. And when I really think about it, I'm like, wait a minute, this person and their actions are really stressing me right now, but I can't do anything about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes easier for you to kind of let that go. Just little simple things yeah. like that. Just yeah. realizing it's not always easy, especially if it's somebody you care about or whatever. But, um, you know, just just learning to take little steps like that to identify, OK, OK, can I do anything about this mm-hmm. or am I stressed for, you know, for finances? Like, is there a way I can work around this? Can mm-hmm. I can I cut some things out so that I have a little more money? You know, just just taking the time. With what I guess what I'm trying to say is instead of letting just like bombard you with with everything, yeah, just kind of breaking stress down into little mm, yeah. bite sized pieces right. so that you can kind of chip away at it. Yeah, yeah. You know, for me, uh, what I'll do sometimes is I will think that other things are stressing me. Yeah, that they're not really they're not really the cause like you were talking about identifying the cause of it but a lot of times I'll have emotional stress I'll have something in the back of my mind that I'm really thinking about maybe I'm trying not to think about but it's got me kind of emotionally stressed yeah and then it'll make everything else around me family life work all of that feel stressful right so what you said about really identifying what's causing the stress is such a good thing because it can make you start thinking that other things are stressing you that are not. Those are the things that are actually bringing joy. Yeah. But your, um, 
because you're not identifying that or you're pretending that's not there. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this is stressing me out because I'm doing this. But if you get rid of that other thing, yeah, then you'll realize the rest of those things. And I'm, I'm bad about that sometimes when it comes to stress. I really have to sit down and go, it's this thing that... <laughs> has happened yeah and it's in my head and it's and it's real it's not like I don't mean like it's in my head like I made it up it might be something real that's really emotionally stressing me but then maybe you're pushing it back and not dealing with it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah like Nevada told me the other day like he said I know you're stressed about this yeah it's okay to go ahead and feel that and let that out right like I know you're being tough and you're being strong but he just encouraged me in essence just to like let that out because yeah yeah, it was an emotional stressor yeah that I was kind of like oh I'm good I'm good everything's good you know I'm fine I'm fine everything's fine (laughs) but um but yeah that that oh I just hit the mic yeah sometimes that's what I do is I will have uh, something that's stressing me yeah in the back of my mind that I just have to deal with again that's just identifying it and facing it yeah head on yeah once you identify it then you can Mm -hmm. then you can face it like Mm -hmm. and and deal with it and move past it at that point you know I think another thing too that causes a lot of people unhappiness and steals a lot of joy is is comparison Mm -hmm. I mean I think I think there's a certain amount and we've talked about this before. I think we actually even did a podcast episode about it, but I think there's, there's a healthy comparison where you can use comparison in a healthy way to for help the greater you, good, like something yeah, to, to benefit you that can help you excel and help mm-hmm. you be a better person. But then there's the really unhealthy comparison and that can really make you unhappy and, and, and just still, you know, steal your happiness mm-hmm. from you. So um, I think trying to avoid comparison, that unhealthy comparison, oh, yeah. and realizing that, you know, every, no two people are the same. Mm-hmm. Their lives are not the same. Whatever it they're dealing with is not the same. So you really can't, in most instances, you really can't make a, a total comparison to that person because it's not really a fair comparison because no. all the, like all the circumstances are so different and you're so different, you know, right. You don't, we don't necessarily know the inner workings of their life mm-hmm. or whatever's going on. So um, I think just, just kind of avoiding comparison when it comes to that is another way to like boost your happiness and focus more on yourself instead yeah. of, instead of comparing yourself to others, mm-hmm. just focus on yourself and how you can be better as a person and what you can do to improve your mood and your happiness in your life. Yeah. A lot of times I think if we were putting as much energy into ourselves as we are into comparison, that things would be a lot better because, right. you know, we waste a lot of emotion and energy on those types of things that really are just negative things and don't bring anything but negative feelings or feelings of failure, you know, and like that episode about healthy comparison, there's a way to do comparison that will bring you motivation Mm -hmm. and help you thrive and help you work towards something. But, you know, that, that just that compare, that comparing yourself to everybody when there's not it's not even really fair to do so well you know and a lot of times with we're in the age of social media and so you know a lot of times people only put like the pretty stuff out there and the good Mm -hmm. stuff and it's easy for us to look at like somebody's feed or whatever and everything Mm -hmm. looks so perfect in their life and you know nobody's life is perfect Mm -hmm. and just because somebody's putting out that everything's perfect doesn't mean that 
that is how it, a real a realistic picture of their life. So we have to remember that too, that sometimes we might be comparing ourselves or our life to something that's totally unrealistic. To an Instagram filter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It could not, it might not even be reality what we're trying to right, compare ourselves right. to. Most of the time it's, it's not. Yeah. Um, so spending time with the people that you care about, I think care about. Let's curveball. Curveball, man. Um, <laughs> that I think is just brings happiness automatically. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Whether it's friends, family, whoever it is that brings that you you love spending time around, mm-hmm. making the time for that. Yeah, is a great way to be happy. Ah. I don't I'm not I'm not afraid to be alone. I don't consider myself one of those kinds of people because I really love and bask in my alone time. Yeah. But I also recognize about myself sometimes these things are very individualized and you know little things that make you happy and little things that make you unhappy. Yeah. And one of the things that I have to do when it comes to friends and family is I like to be alone, but I can't stay away too long because that's where I find my happiness is in connection. Yeah. And I have to watch that. I know this sounds funny, but it's just individualized to me is that like Nevada and Dax were out of town the other weekend and it was a long weekend and I had spent a lot of alone time, which I wasn't bothered by that. Right. I don't feel like anxious or anything when I'm alone, but after extended periods I like to bring I like to have that connection because it brings me happiness. Yeah. And so I kind of have to I have to balance that staying away and being connected. Right. Because I need my away time, but I need that connection to for happiness because it just brings me so much happiness to you know me. You oh, know yes, I, I do. I just need to talk to people and yeah. and interact and yeah, I do. You know, and I think most people are like that. You need to laugh with people, talk talk with people. Most people want companionship. Well, what you said in the very beginning, that connection. I think yeah. even no matter you know, I love my alone time too. I yeah. tend to be a little more introverted. I have to have some time by myself where I can kind of recharge and just kind of have a little bit of sol- solitude to just you know um wind down or defrag Mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it but that connection i think we all long for that human connection that Mm -hmm. connection with somebody that we love and care about and that like it feeds your soul and it makes you happy and a lot of times i've found myself doing this i won't even realize i need it as much as i do until i get it yeah and then I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I needed. You yeah. know, I needed that talk or that lunch or that that just a few moments of connection with that person. And I just instantaneously yeah. feel better. So, yeah. And like you said, there's a balance like everybody's different. Yeah, I don't think it's healthy to ne- to always need to be surrounded by people either. I don't no. think that can truly make you happy because sometimes you're that's a cover up for other things. Right. And so I don't you know, I, I try to be very aware of that. Um, but like, it's like a screaming thing for me. Like you said, sometimes you don't even realize it. Oh, I realize it right <laughs> yeah, away. I know. Like the first thing I thought, I was like, I need to go eat with a friend. I need to get out. I need to talk to somebody. I just need to go smile at strangers. Yeah. You know, yeah. I need to, I need that, that, that just, like I said, that's just kind of a me thing. But, um, anytime you can spend time around somebody that you care about, 
I think that it brings you happiness. Well, and I have to, um, I'm the opposite of you when it comes to that, because a lot of times if I spend too much time alone, then I'll start withdrawing a little bit. Yeah. And I'll start turning into a hermit. I know. I've had to tell you You before. We laugh because sometimes I'll be like, come on. You need to get out of the house. You're hermiting a little too much. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I'm glad that I have you because you always help me out of that. But I'll wear myself out with people on the other hand. Like sometimes I don't realize I need my alone time and I do. Yeah. So I have to go ahead and say, okay, I need to spend a little downtime and alone time. Um, so another good thing is, um, just being out in nature. I know (sighs) not everybody loves nature, but I think it's just, it's it's there for a reason. It I is. Mean, I'm telling you, it's just well, and I love nature in the fall. It's my favorite time of oh, year. Yes. And you know, we're in Georgia and it's been super hot. But the last few days, I feel that little hint mm. of fall. And it crisp always air, cool yes. in the morning. Everything just feels cleaner and smells cleaner, and I just love that. But yeah, like one of my favorite things to do is just go for a hike when it's cool. I don't mm-hmm. like to do it when it's really hot, but once it cools off, I love to go for a good hike, like through the woods and um, really, yeah, nature, nature can be really, I mean, you don't have to go out and camp. You don't have to mm-hmm. go for a hike. You could just go out for a little walk. You can walk literally just, sit on your porch. Yeah, exactly. You don't even have to go out no. into the woods with the bugs and mm-hmm. the things. Yep. But just breathe in that oxygen and... Just that gives you a chance to slow down, too. I don't mean like go sit down outside and like look at your phone and scroll social media (laughs) to really be in nature. Yeah. Even if it is just on your porch to like sit and and be not that it's not a good thing. Hey, if you can go outside while you work or while you are on your phone, that's great, too. Yeah to intentionally be in nature so that just reminds me of something cute when we we just recently went to kansas you know steve's from kansas so he he has a lot of family that lives out there so we just recently went out there to see all of them and you know kansas and georgia as far as the the um environment and and the the trees and the feel everything it's a lot different yeah there's a word for it what's the word i don't know anyway (laughs) i ain't in your head i don't know no, I don't know what you're looking for. So um, it's just it, it's a it's just a lot different setting, and and the you know Kansas is really flat. Georgia has more hills and mm-hmm. a lot of trees, but it's so funny because when we were out there, um, you know Steve's been in Georgia for a long time now, and he 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 calls it home and he loves it. But we were just riding out there, you know, and you can see we we're actually riding through the Flint Hills, which are if you've never gone through there, it's so it's so pretty. You can just see for miles, and there's mm-hmm. these little rolling hills, you mm-hmm. know, and there are not even a lot of hills in Kansas. It's yeah. kind of flat, but we were just riding, and I looked over at him, and he was just looking outside, and he was smiling. He said, oh, he said, I just feel like I can breathe when I'm here. I just oh. love it. I love just being able to see like that. And I, if, yeah, it feels yeah. like so uncluttered and, mm-hmm. and, and like it, it, it made me happy seeing him so happy, just mm-hmm. like, it, and it's that nature, you know, yeah. getting out there and just feeling that openness. And, and uh, I think a lot of times we don't realize that we need that. And, and a lot of people don't like nature, but just getting out in it and getting some fresh air and enjoying that, I think does a lot for our, for our uh, for our happiness. Yeah, it's a way to connect again 
like Steve felt so connected mm-hmm. to that, to that terrain, to, to, you know, being able to see for, terrain. I think that was the word I was looking for. Oh gosh. For. I thought it was like a hard no, word. No, I told you, you know, I, sometimes I just can't, it'll be a really simple word. And I'm like, what's that I word? I thought you were trying to like figure out a concept or I, something. I kept I was saying like, topography in my head, but I'm like, no, that's not like, that's not exactly the word I was looking yeah. for. It kind of is, but I mean, it kind of means the same thing, but yeah. yeah. Terrain. No, that I was thought the word you were, I was actually okay, I was for. totally on a different page. You were just looking for the word terrain. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it is, but you should know it's probably something very simple and like so minute. But anyway, no, yeah. sometimes you just can't get words to come I to your can't. head. I did the it's same so thing. weird. Yeah. Um, but, but that is a way to connect to something else too. And I find that it's a way to connect to something bigger than yourself because nature is this vast thing. And like, you know, Steve being able to see for a long like you know you kind of feel small when you get out in nature no matter Mm -hmm. what the terrain yeah and it's just a way to like um just just really connect on a different level a lot of times I connect with myself in nature Mm -hmm. because it's it's a little bit like I I do alone time in nature sometimes yeah and yeah I think you can kind of form a connection to to nature and to where you are so you feel again it makes you feel happy because you feel connected to you know where you're at well another thing that that reminds me um uh, it kind of goes hand in hand with that a little bit um like meditation and prayer Mm -hmm. because a lot of times in nature for me you said you connect with yourself Mm -hmm. a lot of times that's a good time for me to meditate and pray is Mm -hmm. when i am like i said hiking earlier um because I, i do get alone and um, that meditation and that prayer to be able to connect with like God or uh, your spirit side mm-hmm. and to kind of let everything else melt away and just feel that deep connection in your soul mm-hmm. with yourself and with God and with, you know, more of the spirit world. Um, that is something I think that we all need. And I think we, we probably tend to neglect a lot of times because we do get busy just in our everyday life, but it's so necessary. And people use the term feeding your soul, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really sad how much we don't do enough things that feed our soul or that feed our spiritual being. And, mm-hmm. and it's, we don't connect with that side. That might be the last priority. I'll do this and this and this, and yeah. then I'll, yeah. you know, but that can be feeling talk about happiness that can be feeling in a way that nothing else can when you really connect with your spiritual being and are you really connect if you know obviously it's god for us not everybody says it's god it's the universe it's other things but that that higher power that you connect with can bring you happiness and joy like on a totally different level yeah yeah well and i feel like if you do make a conscious effort to stay connected with that side of yourself i think just overall in life you're going to be happier and it's Mm -hmm. going to lead you in a direction to live a more fulfilling life which Mm -hmm. in turn makes you happier because if you're living your purpose and living you know a, a fulfilling something that you feel like you were called to do that automatically makes you happy as a person yeah that's a very purposeful or purpose driven thing your the spiritual side of you is a different it's a different it's a different creature you know that's it's more selfless it's you know it's um it's a lot bigger too it is and it's just real there's a realness to connecting to that side because Mm -hmm. we can get uh you know there's a lot of things that that 
are fabricated and fake mm-hmm. and reconnecting to that side for me feels so genuine in a way yeah. that other things don't feel right so yeah absolutely the, oh, the I would say that would meditation be, yeah, yeah top, that's, top of the list there mm-hmm. so another thing <laughs> that uh, we talk about this a lot too but it's so important is just self-care yeah so one of my favorite self-care things is going to get a manicure and a pedicure mm-hmm. like i love first of all like for my nails to look pretty but second of all, I just love, a, I love any kind of a massage mm-hmm. and I'd love to get a pedicure because like, I just, I'd I love for them to, re, I, like, I, like I said, I want my feet to be pretty too, but I just love to get a massage. So for me, that's like one of my favorite self-care things is like that or a massage because I just feel so much better. It feels great. And, oh, excuse me. And also, um. If we were talking about on one episode about um, love languages, if physical touch is your love language, then that's the thing for you. Massages, you know, manicures, I never, I, pedicures. Yeah, I never really thought about that. I never really thought about personal touch as far as like a massage. Don't say personal touch. <laughs> or what, <laughs> physical touch. <laughs> just yeah. say I mean, that just sort of like perverted or something. When I think about you. <laughs> Remember that song? I always thought that was the yes. most inappropriate song. It definitely is. But um, anyway, okay, I digress. Not personal touch. Physical, physical touch. touch. I, what I was so you don't say, think about that in the way of like that. I know that's a love language and it's for, you know, your relationship. But if you're a physical touch person, you don't think you'd like to be touched more? Yes. I, you. Yes, of course you do. But Not I guess just I've by just your partner. Never, well, yeah, I mean, I think that sounds, no. that sounds bad too. <laughs> well, I no. just like other people that to just touch like, me. With physical touch, I mean, I even think like with my kids, I'm very, I, I, I drive my kids crazy, especially Olivia. She's not, Phoenix has always been a huggy, cuddly since yeah, he was I little. Yeah, I munch Daxton's face off. Like, yes. I like just want to like, so any, like, like wait, and I'm a wait. hugger. I'm going to swim in his blood. You know where that's from? <laughs> Cougar Town. <laughs> I love you know she's yes. so obsessed with her son and she says I don't want to swim in his blood but that yeah. always makes me laugh yeah. I just love him so much to just swim in his blood but yeah you could just eat him up and I mean yeah. I think a lot of people are that way with their kids but yeah. but I'm a very yeah with with even like my friends um Angie who's both of our friends she's also our hairstylist we crack up all the time because you know we're like arm rubbers and hand grabbers and yeah and, affir- and words of affirmation yeah. people yeah. yeah and like we laugh all the time because we're like we just stay around each other and tell each other pretty <laughs> things and hug you know like yeah no all of that yeah that's what i think of with physical touch but i guess i never really thought about that like going to get a massage or getting a manicure yeah, pedicure, but it kind makes of applies into a relationship but it makes sense i do i love to be rubbed on i'd love <laughs> yeah, to have a massage yeah. yeah so i mean it makes sense not everybody does though which i no, find no, i no, can't no. even comprehend it i can't but either. some so, people don't like mm-mm. olivia told me the other day your kid she said she don't like to get a pedicure because she don't like people she to touch doesn't. her feet she doesn't and i'm like oh my god so they she's not eat a my feet big, she, i wouldn't care <laughs> like i 
I, like I can't relate to that at You're all. You're starting to weird me out a little bit. But that's not like a foot fetish thing. I'm just saying. Like, where's this episode going? I'm not really sure. Oh my god. Olivia's not a big hugger either, though. She's kind of weird with her personal space and right. like you know, and she doesn't. I don't, like don't say it's weird. Don't tell her that's weird no, no, no. with her personal I'm, space. No, that's I'm just her preference. She's, she's no. I'm saying she's weird about people getting in her personal yeah. space. When I say weird, I don't mean. I don't mean, tell I'm her like she's weird with her no. personal space. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what I mean. I can't do anything right right now. No, I know what you're talking about. I'm um, just teasing you. Yeah, no, like she doesn't, like she really likes her personal right. space. And she, she actually had this little boyfriend one time and he was just trying to get too touchy-feely. And she's like, hey, mm-hmm. back up off me, which of course she should have because she's very young. But he was just always oh, trying to hug her mm-hmm. and like, you know, and she's just like, get off me. But she's like that with what me your love language is <laughs> get up off me. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's, okay, let's, let's move circle back. In a, okay. in a, just, just really okay. back in here. Um, this is more of a serious thing, but I think it's very necessary for a lot of people. Maybe not for everyone, even though I think it's probably, it would probably be good for everybody at some point to do this. And that's therapy. Like we were talking about earlier, how people have a lot of unresolved issues that they don't deal with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't realize that something keeps coming up. Kind of like you said earlier, there's something in the back of your mind that you're not dealing with. So a lot of times we have things that have happened to us throughout our life or something that we did to somebody else or something that somebody else did to us or something that we witnessed or whatever the case may be. We have something that is bothering us and has kind of changed changed us on the inside and kind of left a scar that we don't even realize is there a lot of times and it comes out in in our actions and how we treat others or or how we treat ourselves mm-hmm. and a lot of times going to therapy or talking to a therapist helps you identify things that you didn't even know was there and I think it's really important for especially a, a lot of people need to really do this to deal with some issues so that they can move on and be happier. Cause it, if you have unresolved issues and hurt and angst and um, trauma, if you never deal with those things, they're going to come out and they're going to pop their ugly head in ways that you don't even realize. And they're going to come out in your life. So um, I think it's therapy helps a lot of people move past that and become a happier person yeah the only reason some of the only reasons i know the things about myself that i know like that little emotional thing like i know i try to be tough sometimes and i'll i'll say oh i'm not gonna deal with that right now but it's still there so might as well deal with it is because i've been through i've done a lot of therapy in my life you know and don't knock it until you've tried it yeah you know um just this simple thing of of being freed by saying something out loud sometimes to a mm-hmm. therapist like that in itself. But it's, um, it's like a video I saw the other day. It's a therapy is a big reality check where she goes, you've probably seen it. It's all over where she says, I just went to therapy and I just realized I'm the problem. And then she just dies laughing. <laughs> I have not seen that. But that's great. I'm telling you, that's what therapy does for you. Yeah. A lot of times is, is, you do find out that you're the problem and even the things that are not you that's the problem you still have to identify those and deal with those right and 
I mean, I agree wholeheartedly. I told um, Valerie, who we had, who's a therapist, we had her as a guest on the podcast. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you remember, but I said, I think everybody needs to go to therapy. Yeah, I she kind of laughed. She's like, I don't know if everybody needs to go to therapy. But like, I'm a huge fan of that because I think even if you don't have something tragic, sometimes just having that unbiased person right to talk a to trained professional yes you know and they know how the human mind and psyche mm-hmm. works so i mean that's what they that's what they gave part of their life is to learn how learn how that works and how that functions and so you know they they talk to a lot of people too so it's easier for them to help you identify whatever it is that's holding you up or that's holding you back in life so yeah and i like what you said earlier sometimes just having somebody there to listen so that you can vocalize something Mm -hmm. that maybe you've never vocalized before Mm -hmm. or get something out of your head and out into the world so you can kind of let it go sometimes just that in itself can be very freeing and like make you feel better as a person I know I mean I remember my very first one-on-one therapy visit like my poor therapist was probably like girl (laughs) because I said a lot of things out loud that I never realized like I had stuff down really deep Mm -hmm. And when I said it out loud, like I boohooed because yeah. just saying it out loud was like, <gasps> yeah. but then I was free from it mm-hmm. and, you know, I could analyze it. I, it's like I acknowledged it, I guess. Yeah. And just that, I mean, just that alone, even if you're not as screwed up as me, <laughs> like sometimes just saying stuff out loud is, yeah, is everything. It's free. Yeah. So, yeah. Therapy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so something else, this is huge with us too. personal development oh yeah i mean because i think that should be i mean i guess everybody's not like this but i feel like that should be a part of everybody's life because i feel like we as people should always i mean we should always be trying to be better like i don't think we should fault ourselves and say oh i'm not good enough or whatever because we are but i also think that we should we should uh, focus on personal development in every aspect of our life because first of all it helps us be better people it helps us love more it helps us be more understanding it helps us be less judgmental it helps us help others and and in all reality it helps us make the world a better place because when you really spend a lot of time in personal development work you tend to take a lot more responsibility for yourself and your actions become a lot more intentional and a lot more meaningful because at, you're really focusing on that part of yourself and you're really focusing on trying to be just a better human, a better person all the way around. So um, it, it, yeah. in, in turn, I guess, long story short, it, it just makes it, it makes you a better person and it makes you happier and makes, I think other people around you happier yeah I love about personal develop development one of the things that I love is that your focus stays on you and how you can be better because it's so easy to focus on other people and their faults and what they need to do Mm -hmm. but if you spend a lot of time in personal development I mean that's what it is it's it's developing yourself personally and growing and it puts all of the focus on what you can do better, how you can grow, and takes it off of you really focusing on others and making a bunch of excuses for your behaviors. And I mean, I find personal development fun. I do too. I love it. 
you know, we're in the we're in the days of everything's at our finger fingertips. So I mean, we can we can, you can read books online, you can do audiobooks, you can do courses, you can do online therapy to to mm-hmm. you know, it's. I mean, there's so much at your fingertips that there's really no excuse not to to do that because it's 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 easy. It's just you working on you. Right. You know, well, and I love what you said about, you know, it takes the focus off of everybody else and puts the focus on herself, not in a selfish way, but really in an unselfish way, because Mm -hmm. what happens when you become a better person, Mm -hmm. you're better to everybody around you. And like I said, you it it sounds kind of cheesy, but you really do make the world a better place because you become a better version of yourself. So yeah, I think, I think personal development is huge and I would like to encourage everybody. There's all different kinds of ways to, for personal development. Not everybody is a personal development book. I mean, some people don't even like to go to that section of like a bookstore, you know, and that's fine, but there's so many avenues you can go down for, for personal development and, and, whatever suits you it's out there (laughs) well you know and and in all reality everything we've talked about today is personal development yes because all of these things help you become mm -hmm. a healthier person a happier person a more fulfilled person um a more giving person so Mm -hmm. all of that personal development encompasses all of that Mm -hmm. so it doesn't have to be go into the personal development section of the bookstore and picking out a book you know all of these things are really part of that so yeah they really are this kind of goes back to what you put in your body but alcohol it's a depressant Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times when we're happy we drink alcohol Mm -hmm. and you know that's fine not that you can't have some drinks with friends or whatever but being very mindful of how much alcohol you consume uh, is a way to be happier because just because of the chemical changes it makes in your body. Right. Obviously, we know we don't want to do it in excess and in the form of addiction or anything like right. that. But just uh, it's kind of like the sleep thing. Sometimes you don't realize you need more sleep. And it's like that with alcohol because that little high that you get. Mm hmm the next day can turn into an extreme low and it has the opposite effect because it's a depressant ultimately and that's how you're gonna feel if you consume too much well and also depending on how sensitive your body is like I, I love wine I love specifically red wine and but I have to be really careful um well obviously I'm pregnant right now so I really miss all of those <laughs> things. but um, you know I like to have a glass or two of red wine like with dinner in the mm-hmm. evening but sometimes I have to be careful because it will interrupt my sleep yeah and I mean, it doesn't take a lot to affect you in in a negative way. So yeah, being mindful of the amount and how often you drink has a well, huge and if impact. you're drinking enough to affect you the next day, it's gonna affect you negatively. That's right. the thing. The right. amount that you consume. Um, I love this time of year. I'm not pregnant, so <laughs> I can drink. And like when the weather changes, I, I like my my choices yeah. of beverages change right i mean um, whiskey this time of year of course red wine is very good but whiskey this time of year but one of the things i do if i'm gonna have like a i just like it neat just oh me too a good bourbon yeah Mm. a good bourbon yeah um is i look at i look at why i'm drinking yeah because in my past i've drank for the wrong reasons and i drank when i was really stressed and i drank heavier when i was going through a divorce and 
that was me pouring alcohol on a problem yep and numbing myself and so like i would like i would do this to nevada you know nevada doesn't drink and i'll i'm like I want to pour myself a drink, but I'm I'm drinking right now. I don't I'm not going to because it's for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm very mindful about even when I'm having a couple drinks, why I'm drinking. Right. If I'm just drinking to relax and enjoy, that's totally fine. Yeah. But if there's anything underlying, if there's any sort of underlying reason, reason or even a reason why I'm drinking besides this tastes good and I want to relax, I watch that really closely. Yeah, because in the past I have struggled before with I would drink to basically numb myself so mm-hmm. I wouldn't deal with or think about whatever situation was going on in mm-hmm. my life. I wanted to just feel better. And, you know, that is a terrible reason. Yeah, don't self-medicate. With yes, alcohol. because that, I mean, that's, that that's no different bad. than, you know, uh, snorting cocaine or yeah. something because you want to numb alter out or your, you want to alter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, I like that being mindful of why you're drinking. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times I think, oh, I need to drink. Well, I just know myself. It goes back to that thing. Yeah. If you really know yourself and understand your bad sides, just like your good sides, like right. I know I don't need to do that. I've yeah. done that before and I know where that goes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just limiting the alcohol and then being mindful when you do consume it. Yep. So, um, you know, something else, this is really important. And life has a way of doing this to us, but we can also learn to kind of do it on our own if we make the effort. And that is learn to build your resistance and your strength just in general in your life. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you don't have a lot of resilience and you haven't built like a strength base, then it's really easy to crumble when things are not going the way that you want them to go. Mm-hmm. So learning to... Um, learning to just kind of go with the flow sometimes and understand that you can't control everything that takes away a lot of um a lot of guilt if -hmm. it's something that you can't control Um, and learning to just be strong and resilient in times that are not going right Mm -hmm. will help you remain happy during those times and not just fall apart yeah and i think sometimes people think resilience and strength means that you're just staunch a lot of times it means you're flexible like you just said Mm -hmm. you said go with the flow you 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 embrace change you embrace some of the hardships and that actually builds resilience when you're flexible because what is the little saying we always say blessed are the flexible for they won't be broken yeah and that that's a good way to have resilience Mm -hmm. is to just lean into things yeah. sometimes yeah. and and be flexible yeah yeah well and also and to realize sometimes that you know sometimes things do happen to us mm-hmm. and we can't control what yeah. happens to realize that but the, to also realize that sometimes things happen to us and they can be something good a change that you might be scared of might be the best thing that ever happened to you i mean you know i i, I know i've probably talked about the the pregnancy quite a bit but you know, the last thing I expected to be was pregnant at 45 years old. Mm-hmm. That was a change that I was completely and totally unprepared mm-hmm. for um, and still a little bit unprepared for. But also, it's a change now that I've accepted it and gotten over the shock and started to prepare for it. It's like the coolest change and I'm so excited about it. It's mm-hmm. like a great gift that I never expected to come into my life. So, yeah, learning to roll with things sometimes and realize that something that might be really scary or 
you know, something that is, you know, that unexpected can sometimes be the best blessing and the greatest source of happiness that you didn't expect. So, yeah. And in my life, I've, when you build that resilience, which is a form of strength, when hard times do come along, you rely on that resilience and you're like, I can do this because I've done this and I've done that and I've done that. And, um, a lot of times when we resist things really hard, it, it breaks us yeah. because there's a lot of things that we can't control and it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's a big thing. So I've got one more. What's that? And we do this a lot. That is just laughter. Oh yeah. Just laughter. Yeah. Like learn to laugh. La- learn to laugh at yourself. Like sometimes you can be so uptight and hard on yourself or somebody can like pick at you or whatever. And people don't know how to laugh at themselves sometimes. And it's so freeing to do that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and laugh with others. I mean, I think laughter, they say laughter is the best medicine. I mean, it really is. It There's something that just kind of feeds your soul and your life when you when you laugh and yeah, I told you, I told you um, about how our nephew Jed and Dax, when they were at my house, one of the things they did that I loved was <laughs> they laughed so hard, like Billy laughed. And that's the <laughs> cutest thing in the world when little yes. kids laugh. But they lost control of their bodies. They laughed <laughs> so much. And I just thought, when's the last time I laughed so hard that I lost control of my body? Yeah. And I think I remember, but it's been a while. I believe it's when me and you and Dave were together. And we were talking about traveling and taking, um, we we're going to go to Seattle. We're talking about these trips that we were planning and yeah. we're going to take and all this stuff. And we we just kind of got on a roll. And I, I just yeah. remember laughing so hard I that remember. I slid off my chair into the floor <laughs> because it was like you lost control of your limbs. And those little boys did that. Of course, they did that like every 20 minutes. Yeah. They would giggle and laugh so hard that they would just be in a little pile on the floor. And I'm like... That it like that made me laugh. And yeah, it, it's just a feel good. It's a feel good thing. It just makes you feel so good to laugh. <laughs> well, and you know, we were talking earlier about connection with people. When you laugh with somebody, mm-hmm. it's a form of connection too that kind of bonds you and feels so good. And you know, laughter just. I mean, I love to laugh. Sometimes I laugh. What did I tell you the other day? I laughed at something and it was not even. It was inappropriate and it was not even a good time to laugh. Inappropriate like, things are fun to laugh at. Though. <laughs> it sometimes I laugh when it's probably. Oh, not you the mean best. it's inappropriate to laugh? I'm th- thinking of laughing of inappropriate things. Well, but both. You mean, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, laughter can really just be really healing, and it, and it can really connect you to other people too, and just lighten. You know, sometimes when things get way too serious, I I feel the need to say something to lighten it up and make somebody laugh. Maybe that's like a defense mechanism or something. But I just sometimes I feel like it breaks like the tension a lot of times, though, whether it's a defense mechanism or not, like it breaks the tension. And I love I'm very attracted to a sense of humor. And one of the things about my husband that I was immediately attracted to and still to this day he gets on my nerves with it, but it's just his sense of humor and the fact yeah. that he's going to make jokes. He's going to make me laugh. And now I right. have a little one, little mini him that does the same thing. Yes. They love a good joke and they love to make me laugh. And I love that because it it does. It makes you happy when, when people make you laugh and when you can 
just have that release and break that tension. And gosh, I hate, I hate to take life way too seriously all the time. Well, yeah, I mean, there's enough that we have to take seriously and mm-hmm. we have to deal with on a daily basis. So, you know, I think we have to make the conscious effort to lighten up a little bit mm-hmm. and to try to enjoy things and to laugh at ourselves and laugh with each other and laugh at others, not not in an ugly way, but to just kind of let that freedom come into your life to like not take it all so seriously. Because mm-hmm. like I said, there's plenty of stuff we have to take seriously, so... Just let in a little laughter. It makes you feel so much better. Sometimes when you laugh, everything doesn't seem as bad anymore. Right. Do you have that? It's kind of like a phenomenon. You're like, that doesn't seem so bad anymore because you were able to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Because you were, people say laugh it off. I guess that's, yeah, that's part of it. You just kind of. Yeah. I say suck it up, cry it out, laugh it up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, but yeah. So uh, yeah, all of these things, again, they all kind of go hand in hand and it doesn't have to be some huge thing, but these are just daily practices that you can, you can work into your life that, um, you know, the more you do these things too, the more they just kind of come naturally. And cause I mean, we want, we want to be happy, right? Yeah. I wish for everyone an extremely happy life because there's, it's a terrible feeling to feel unhappy all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of things that automatically just steal your joy when you're even trying to be happy. So the more you, like, again, broken record, but the more intentional you are about these things mm-hmm. and making them practices, the better to combat the unhappiness. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.